Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. So the rounds and is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The 2020 NFL Draft is less than a month away. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the greatest swing tackle Southern Ontario has ever seen. And with me, as always, is AJ Better check that arm length threshold, Marchese. Hand size too, Rob. Anyone under 10? No thank you. 10, that's a big cutoff. <laughs> Today, we're going to count down our top 10 offensive tackle prospects in the 2020 NFL Draft. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a two-o. Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role. Fast. Please use LinkedIn because they have over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability, LinkedIn looks beyond the the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by people you want to hire people with the skills qualifications and other interests that will help your business grow it's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with linkedin and why companies rated linkedin jobs the number one hiring platform for delivery quality hire delivering quality hires not deliveries you don't deliver people find the right person you're for your business today with linkedin jobs you can pay what you want get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions do apply. Uh, okay, hand up. I uploaded the wrong audio file last episode. Lost us a listener. Uh, sorry about that, folks. It was a, it was a Friday night and I just wanted to go to sleep and I wasn't paying attention. And some guy from Michigan tweeted at me saying, or maybe it was Minnesota, yeah, he's not going to listen to our podcast anymore. He didn't even follow me on Twitter. So, like, think about that effort he had to go to. <laughs> anyway, the correct, the correct episode is up now if you want to uh, listen to AJ and I break down how free agencies affected the NFL draft so far and our top 10 tight ends in a bad class. But, uh, hand it's up, a cursed AJ. episode. It's a cursed episode. I don't know. It seems like a better episode now. 
It, I mean, I, I, I'm just happy someone's listening, to be honest. Strangers, yeah, but we lost them. Shouldn't have talked about Pokemon, apparently. My bad. It's true. Sorry that I didn't edit the, or upload the unedited audio. That was just my audio. Think about how long this person had to listen to just me talk to like to you with no response because it was just my audio. Yeah, you were you were thinking in between for like five seconds every time you said a word. Just like rambling about Pokemon. Like, ugh. I wonder how long that guy listened until he figured out like this ain't it. But he still didn't seem to figure it out. So anyway. Sorry about that, folks. Hand up. That was on me. Uh, correct audio is up for that episode now. Anyway. Um, we're talking tackles. AJ, Rob, we both played offensive line. So, I did graduate to play other positions. Whatever. So, no big deal. I started on defensive line. Okay, I, 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 I was immediately playing left tackle, so talk about I, I, a prototype. You know what, as I get older, I think I should have stayed on the defensive side of the ball. Well, I think my best position was left guard, but mm. apparently when everyone else starts getting bigger and you don't, you just get moved <laughs> to a new position. But you, it doesn't help when you keep the same athleticism you had from your offensive line days, and now you're playing safety. Sick. I would have just eaten space in the middle. Not made a lot of tackles, but eaten blocks up. And that was my ideal role. Casey Hampton? Exactly. That was my pro comp. That'd be <laughs> sick. I'd love to have been a nose. But, alas, I was a guard in a safety's body. But we're talking tackles. Yeah. And this, <laughs> this tackle class is, despite what um, Jim Nagy says, <laughs> this tackle class is very talented both at the top and depth-wise. Um, especially because I don't like when I'm putting I was putting together my ten, and I was like, "Gosh darn!" Um, sorry, I'm cleaning up my language because I offended someone last episode uh, <laughs> with my Pokemon talk. So maybe this will make up for that, and we'll gain him back. Um, but when I was putting it together, it's like my tackle 11, 12, 13, I was like, "Damn, I wish I had these guys in my ten because I want to talk about them." But like that's just how this class is, and especially we've had some pretty um, up and down, weak, uh, inconsistent, lacking yeah. depth tackle classes recently. So to have one like this, where, for example, Ezra Cleveland two years ago, like him and Colton Miller are pretty on par, and Colton Miller was the fifteenth overall pick by the Raiders. It's true. Uh, <laughs> I like. I I think I'm like I'm like I like yeah I think 13's the magic number for me in this group too. Like those top 13 guys, I like a lot, and like I I felt the same way watching this group. Like my tackle number seven or eight or whatever could easily have snuck into the first round of like a weaker group. Yeah, for sure, and uh, like there's about my ten are all. Day, either day one or day two guys, but there's about ten more guys who I like uh, to a certain extent, and a couple guys are going to slide to the fifth round just because of the depth of the class, and I think there's something there with those guys, and it's just, I don't know, it's nice to finally get that type of class, especially with the dominance at the top as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, for me, like, the top 13 are very strong. They're all actually third round or better guys for me. Um, and then I actually only have one guy in the fourth round, which is kind of weird. And then there's a bunch of guys I like a lot in the fifth for, for me just personally. There, yeah, there's also a handful of project like seventh to UDFA yeah. 
guys who I would definitely want to have in my building to build upon what they could be. Um, and I feel like in past classes, those types of guys have gone in the fourth, fifth round just because sheer need of the position. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, absolutely. But Anyways, like, let's get into this. Sorry, oh, I was just gonna mind. say with with this class, the talk, the guys at the top, um, obviously juniors, um, and I feel like at other positions we've had some talk. Like we were talking t- last week with the tight ends, Pat Fryermuth might have made that tight end class a whole lot more interesting. But he obviously mm-hmm. went back to Penn State. All the top guys came out. That's a, good, that's a really good point, and. I mean, like, like, but like, look at Becton when he kind of declared. Uh, most people didn't have him as a top fifteen lock, right? Top ten, that's, probably. That's a good point too, and that's a guy who we, or at least me, I, I haven't heard your take on him yet. Maybe you hate him, um, but a guy took me really digging in, probably in January, mm-hmm. to realize that this isn't the same guy he was as a sophomore. Yeah, I I did not like him in the summer. Um, I like him a lot more now. So uh, yeah, that's a guy that made a huge jump, and obviously the the, the just the sheer size and athleticism of him, uh, like just moves him up so much. Anyways, you ready? I one more comment. Sorry, stop trying to make us move on. I just want to talk to my friend about offensive line play. It's what gets me going. Um, pretty crazy that arguably the best offensive tackle in the country isn't even draft eligible. Penesuel from Oregon, so we get him next year too. That's a really good point. Do you think he would have been the first tackle off the board? Now, I haven't extensively studied him. I've done a I, game or two, just, you know, I can't help myself sometimes. Uh, and I'm really mm-hmm. high on Jedrick Wills. But, yeah, I think he probably would have ended up the first tackle off the board. It feels like it, right? And, like, like that's no knock on these top guys. Just That's just saying how good Sewell is. And it's crazy because, yeah, with these, my top four tackles are all top 15 players for me. Mine too, so. Anywho, we can finally move on, AJ, because I know you've got better things to do. Like, watch the Buccaneers take down the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Like, I want this episode to be a tight 25 minutes. <laughs> That'd be sick. Let's get into this. I just want to talk about all these guys. Guys, guys. Okay. Let's jump in, then. Highest floor tackle in this impressive class. The aforementioned Jedrick Wills out of Alabama is my highest floored tackle, Rob. Fin- finish your drink. Mine as well. I'm not going to spoil if he's my tackle one, two, three, or four yet, but you can probably guess. Um, tackle five. Fuck it. No, he's my tackle one. I love him so much. Uh, I think he's my highest rated tackle in the last three classes. Which, which again, speaks to how talented um, this class is and uh, in general because it's not even – like he's not the consensus number one tackle. I know a lot of draft Twitter he is. For us, he's my number one as well, and I also love him. But, like, I mm-hmm. think there's a clear argument for uh, Worfs. And then, like, even the big media guys, like Daniel Jeremiah's tackle one, I believe, is Makai Becton. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I read a Josh Norris mock today, and uh, Wills fell to, like, 14, I believe. So, Well, there is there are some questions about him, and, I mean, let's get into him. Um he uh, he's both our highest floor guys, and obviously he's not like he's six four. He's not that six 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 seven. Yeah. Old, like classic, what the NFL loves to have hype with their offensive tackles. So I think because of that, even though he checks the arm threshold, like there is people who argue he's gonna be maybe kick inside that 
that's kind of they've moved past that a little bit i think how athletic he tested at the combine helped with that but i still think that's mm-hmm. kind of floating around with him which i don't understand at all because to me kicking a tackle inside um when they have dominant tape should only come down to like potentially a lack of athleticism or arm length and he doesn't have those things this isn't like when zach martin kicked inside it made total sense Zach Martin became an all pro guard and like that they, they made the same argument for Tristan Wirfs in this class too and I yeah. just let a guy play tackle if he checks all the thresholds before you shift him to guard but I do think that is part of the reason Wills has the highest floor is because if you did move him to guard I think you, you've got an all pro <laughs> I agree 100% with you like like to me that's like his only knock and it's for me, it's not that much of a knock. Like I, I don't care about just, tackle height. Uh, if you've got the arm length and athleticism, who cares? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, who cares that he's not a prototype at the size? And like you said, the arm it, length checks the box. So it's not. It's even, such a non-issue for me. It's not even like he's six two. He's still six four three twenty, or whatever. <laughs> six six four three twelve. Like I, I don't know. That just seems like a ridiculous. Just that's just looking for something to dig him on. But I, I think another thing is is he's not body beautiful, but he's it's not like he's a sloppy build or anything, and that's another thing I, I don't know. really care about. I guess next to Tristan Wirfs, who is looks like an Olympian, yeah, uh, it, it might not look as great. But um, speaking of what 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 makes Will's the highest floor guy, I, I think it comes down to his hands, his power, his leverage. Mm-hmm. Like I think his game is so clean. Me too. I like really. That's my like only quote unquote knock of on him. Like I, I like that his he's not prototype size, and that's not a knock for me. Like like you said, it, run and pass. Like he's so goddamn mean. He's always looking for someone to hit. He's so quick out of his stance. Like his feet are good he, in pass pro. He keeps his base wide. He's a natural bender. And then like his hands are so good. Like once he once he got you on, uh, once he's got his hands on you, you're done. Like. His hands are so powerful and they snap so quick. He yeah. just, yeah, like you said, once they're on you, it's over and they get on you quick. Like, if you were to th- th- really, really look for a negative with him, which, mm-hmm. um, again, I think he is so clean. Like, he's a top five player on my board. His feet aren't elite, but they're also not something I'm dinging him on. Uh, yeah, like, I understand, but, like, it doesn't, it doesn't get him into trouble, really. Yeah, and, like, I feel like the old NFL probably is like, oh, he's a right tackle. Shut up. Yeah. Mitchell Sh- Mitchell Schwartz is a right tackle, and he's an all-pro, and the Chiefs did just fine with that. And also, he's he's his quarterback's blind side. I keep coming back yeah, to this. That's the other that's thing. That's a good a point. Negative. That's Again. a good point, yeah. You sound upset. Thank you. Um, you know what? No, you know what else I kind of love about Wills? He's he's really savvy too. Like, he's so good at like just subtly turning defenders, even when it's not like he's even when he's not the key block, just getting that nice little seal, like like just a quick hand jab, turning a guy, sealing him, finishing that. Put he puts so many guys in the dirt. Plays with natural leverage. I I think he's the cleanest tackle. I I think he's the best tackle in the class. Um, top ten grade for me, which again I don't give him out too too often. Uh, I love him. He's a franchise tackle who will plug and play right away, who immediately, I think, mm-hmm. is going to be one of the best run-blocking right tackles in football. I don't have 
really any mm-hmm. questions about him in pass protection because his hand is an anchor and he's like you said he's really athletic despite how he is yep. he might not look like a prototype he's he's kind of everything i look for in a starting offensive lineman and i think he would inject attitude into let's say the giants offensive yep. line and give saquon barkley a guy to run behind um imagine an offensive line that possesses him and will hernandez like that's just nastiness and i think dave gettleman will love that i yeah i i, I agree he's a 10-year started me at either tackle spot i don't really care and uh take him don't think twice and uh i think you're happy like again the height thing is so overrated for tackles yeah and, and just coming back to the highest floor thing like i think immediately he's an above average starter who has all pro mm-hmm. capabilities um, but I don't think he's the highest ceiling tackle in this class. Nor do I, Robert. <gasps> I have Tristan Wirfs. Okay, I, I have Beckton. Okay. So, uh, for me, I have Wirfs. I have Wills and Wirfs really close. I'm a big, 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 big Tristan Wirfs fan. He's one of my favorite players in the draft. Um, Honestly, what makes him, for me, the highest ceiling guy is just that elite athleticism. That is rare for a tackle. He's got the length. He's also an aggressive monster in the run game. He just throws people consistently, gets to the second level. Um, he can get a little sloppy yep. in pass protection. His feet can get a little uh, out of place. He can play too high at times. But ultimately, I think mm-hmm. this is a guy, and he's got experience at left and right tackle. Um, so put him where you want him. Uh, but ultimately, I think again, I think he like I don't think he has a low floor. He's not some low floor, high ceiling tackle prospect like let's say a, a Colton Miller, which I don't know if anyone thought his ceiling was super high, but um, he's not all athleticism because I think the athleticism is shocking some people, despite Bruce Feldman's freaks list having him number one, um, because he's such a high floor tackle as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, he's just such a freak athlete, so I totally understand why you have him um, as the highest ceiling guy. And, like, f- for, f- like he's my tackle, too, as well. I-, I do have Wills above him. It's pretty tight. I just, like, I-, I agree with, like, every all the positives you say of him. Like, another guy, if he gets his hands on you, it's done. Um, you know what I found? Like, like my some of the negatives with, like, the deeper guys and, I guess, some of the top guys... Like some guys don't have the best football IQ, so I'm gonna point it out when when they do. And Wirfs is one of those guys, just great awareness, handles the stunts and blitzes so well. Um, I, like I do have a couple more holes in his game than um than Will's definitely. And like you you already mentioned some, I think he's another a guy that gets a bit lungy, even though like he, especially in the run game, like he creates a hell of a lot of movement. He's powerful, but then he gets overextended and loses guys a bit. So I like to just see him do a better job with that. Um, and they and in the past, a pass pro just lets guys into his chest at times uh, too often. I just like again, his hands are so good. So if he can uh, clean that up, he can. I definitely agree. He can just take a massive, uh, massive leap. It's pretty crazy that this tackle class. I think the top four guys could be tackle one in a lot of classes. Yeah, definitely. Like. Like you said, Daniel Jeremiah has Becton tackle one, which I don't agree with. Um, I don't see that. But, like, in, in lots of other classes, uh, I think that's very possible because, obviously, he's an absolute mountain of a man. Go ahead. And you say that having him as your highest ceiling guy, which I totally understand because 
seeing a man of that size, 6'7", 364, and being able to move yeah. like he does, like that is not something you see often. Yeah, that's exactly why he's my highest um highest ceiling. I, I like first of all, he's so powerful too. It, it's not just uh he's not just big. Sometimes guys are just big and they're not that strong. But no, he's constantly tossing people. Uh oftentimes it's like purely upper body strength. So for me, like like I, I, I think like like his feet are pretty quick for his size. Like like you said, the athleticism is so impressive. He is a guy that needs to improve his football awareness. Um, he struggles with the stunts and blitzes. So, like, that's something that you can easily coach up. Um, and, like, his ability to block in space at that size. So, so impressive. Like, there's a lot of, like, little things that you can coach up that just totally unlock him. Um, I think one thing is if he can learn to use his lower body power, like, in conjunction with his upper mm-hmm. body, because he works so much with that upper body, he could just be an absolute fucking monster, like like a total beast, just like like pancakes every five snaps, like like crazy stuff like that. So it's like if you're an offensive line coach and you just see this guy with with the athleticism at that size, and it's not like he's a he's a you know it's not like he's totally unpolished, like he's he's more than worthy of being a first round pick. Um, but you just you you just see a beautiful like half sculpt sculpted franchise Hall of Fame left tackle that you want to get your hands on. Yeah, I've never seen someone throw so many guys out the club so consistently in the run game on tape. He is a yeah. freak of nature. Um, there's, It's hard to compare him to anyone because uh, how often do you see a guy of that size with that kind of movement skill? Especially, For sure. Especially in, in today's NFL where offensive linemen are a lot... Not, not that they're smaller, but just they don't carry that kind of weight generally. Like, it's rare mm-hmm. to see an offensive lineman in general over 330. And we've got a man who's 364, carries it, and can run a 5-1. Like, that's insane. Yeah, it is. And, like, uh, yeah, he's really impressive. Uh, you'll see where he lands in my class, but he's he's a top 15 guy for me. Okay, we, we, we've, talked, uh, we've talked top guys. Let's talk value pick, and this is definitely a class where you've, uh, you've got a handful of options on day three as value picks. Uh, who's the guy you're pounding the table for? I, I went with a day two guy, but it's a guy that I, I think I have a bit higher than uh, the majority of people. Uh, Matt Pert from UConn. Oh, come Just, on. That's not a value pick. Some of us here have him going pretty high. Where, where do you have him, Rob? And then I'll make my pitch. Uh, he's top 60 for me. Oh, fuck. Okay, maybe I can't make my pitch. We're both super high on him. <laughs> I just wanted to talk Pert. I know he's in my top 10, but I, I love Matt Pert. I have a late second-round grade on him, so like we're, we're pretty much similar. I think he's getting – I know he's not getting majorly slept on, but I think if he, if he slips that third round, I think he's pl- – yeah, I don't know, but that might just be the strength of the class, like that he's a little forgotten. But I, I love Matt Pert. I think he's a plug and play right tackle. I think he's like, like he didn't test the greatest, but he's an above average athlete. Um, I, another guy I like to see improve his game a little bit, just in a in the sense of awareness. But I love his ability to like, I don't know, man. He's he's first of all, he's massive. He's uh six six three eighteen, but with almost thirty seven inch arms, thirty six and five eighths. Which that just that gets me excited right there, Rob. Um, I I think he's like I don't know like I guess he played some lower level of play, but he dominated. Like he's so quick out of his stance, he maintains his block so long in the run. He gets legit movement in the run, uh, pops and drives like heavy hands there. 
uh, can pull and make the block. I know tackles don't do that too much, but still, it's impressive to see. Um, and like he's he's a mean guy. He's always finding someone to block. He's never on the ground, which is something I always look for for guys. I, I don't like seeing guys who end up on the ground. Wills was another guy who's, who's just never on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see some improvement with his hands, but like I think his feet are pretty quick. Uh, he just uses his size so well. He's so good at working to the second his second man and the second level in the wrong game. I think he's really clean. Um, I, I I'm taking him in the second round, at, like towards the back end, and uh, plug him at right tackle immediately. Uh, sorry, just a little bit of breaking news. The NFL GM subcommittee unanimous, unanim, gosh darn, unanimously oh, yes recommended to Commissioner Goodell uh, that they move the draft back because of COVID nineteen, but the league plans to stick with the date. So. Ooh, fucking old Raj just wants to sit in that room, eh? Yeah, Goodell flexing those muscles. He wants to be the star of the show. Back to Matt Pert. Sorry, I'm no, surprised. Okay. I'm surprised he didn't uh, kind of become one of those risers. And we both see him as a second round guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know that a lot of people do. I think he's more in that third round range for a lot of people. But I'm surprised yeah. he wasn't uh, a big riser in this class. Especially after the combine, you mentioned how big he came in at with that length, and he yeah. tested really well. It was kind of overshadowed because of some of the top guys, but to me, he's he's the day two guy. I I would feel most comfortable with like I I know there's a lot of Lucas Yang fans. Um, he's got the injury history. There's a lot of Austin Jackson fans, and he's got inconsistent tape. Ezra Cleveland mm-hmm. lacks some length, and I don't think his athleticism necessarily shows up on tape. Like, Matt Pert, to me, is both the cleanest and the most interesting in terms of combo of size and athleticism. I I feel very, very similar. Like, I do have Niang over Pert, but, like, they grade up the same pretty much. And but, like, but I'm seeing, like, Niang get some – he could sneak into the back end of the first round talk. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with Pert, it's, like, not even a ton of second round talk. So I just yeah, – I think they're more on yeah. par than the consensus seems to think. I would – like, literally, they grade up the same for me. So I, yeah, I, I have Pert over him. Respect. Yeah, he's one of my favorite players in this class for sure. I love my part. Um, okay, I don't know if my value pick will surprise anyone who's a long-time listener uh, since the SEC show I did by myself in the summer. Um, yeah, the one episode AJ missed. that uh, I'll never let AJ live that one down. But uh, my value pick's Jack Driscoll of Auburn. Your boy. Good pick. Well, you know me. I love Auburn right side offensive lineman. Uh, Braden Smith, now Jack Driscoll. Uh, and Driscoll's a guy who... Is similar to Braden Smith, more athletic than you'd expected. Uh, kind of a mean, a mean uh, finisher in the run game. Uses mm-hmm. his hands really well. Uh, there's some length questions there. Doesn't have the cleanest feet. Could play a little high at times. But ultimately, this is a guy who I would feel very comfortable taking in the fourth round. Maybe he's a guard, but at the same time, to me, when I watch Jack Driscoll, I see a, a developmental starter. I'm 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 quite high on him. He reminds me a lot of Braden Smith, which I mean, maybe it's just the helmets confusing me, because uh, my pro comfort Derrick Henry was Mark Ingram, because you know, th- <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Sorry, sorry, guy in Michigan is going to tweet at me now. Um, <laughs> no, back, back to Driscoll. I he's my only fourth round guy, grade I gave out. He, he's a mid fourth round guy for me. 
I like him a lot. I was going to ask you if you think he's a plug-and-play guy, um, which, no, I think neither of us do. But he's definitely a uh, developmental starter. If he has to start week eight, I'm going to be fairly comfortable with that. Um, I I agree with most of what you said. Like, he's he's strong. He's got a solid anchor. Uh, He could be a guard. Because especially he's he's got an issue with oversetting and getting beat back inside. I think he could be a good guard. I, I do too. Like I think he could maybe be a week one starter at guard. Um, okay, you're really high like, on him too. I like this because I am. Yeah, he's a guy who I was shocked he wasn't invited to the Senior Bowl. He was at the East West Shrine game. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you move him to guard, I think I'll, like a lot of his holes get fixed really quickly. Um, I I think he could stick a tackle and and be a potential starter though. I like him a lot. Hell yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Okay, who's your sleeper? Now, AJ, uh, when I say sleeper, can't be someone you have in the second round. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. So, I, I co- I'm cheating here, though. Okay, I comboed good. my sleeper <laughs> and my deep sleeper because I don't know how people view these two guys, okay? Okay. Is that fair? Uh, probably I'll, I'll throw not. I'll throw the first one out. I don't know which one he is. He wasn't invited to the combine. Scott France from K-State. Is he a sleeper but or a deep sleeper? Rob? Deep sleeper, because I don't think he's getting drafted. Okay, I have like I I just have a like a mid to late six round grade on him, so I'm not I'm not super high. I do have a draftable grade though. I, I think there's just a lot to like with him. I think he's I think he's a he's, guard though. He might be. Yeah, I know. I feel like you know what my issue is though. A lot of these guys at the back end of the tackle group, mm-hmm. it's almost like well they'd be better guards, but like I can't say that for every single person. And then have I feel like no that, tackles. That, that that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I, I, a, I, you can. It's easy to fall into that trap. Yeah, I like and like just for us, which it doesn't really matter because we don't have the ability to move him to guard. I just kind of kept so some of these guys at time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, at six five, three hundred five, thirty two inch arms only. That's more of a guard. But uh, I like him a lot. I, again, like I'm not super high on him draft. Uh, like I'm not going to draft him before the six. But I think like. Strong upper body, I like that a lot. I flashes that very often. He's such a hard worker. Like he's always looking for someone to block, which I I just always personally like guys that are working their ass off on the field. Who doesn't? Um, and another guy with good awareness, reads the stunts really well. Does play a little high, um, and like I think guys with like he, like against James Lynch, guys with better hands can get to him. That's why I, I I think that's part part of that is the lack of length. That's why I think he's a guard. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, like, again, like, the feet are solid. Um, maintained the blocks for a long time. So, for a late uh, day three guy, he, he's a guy that interests me a lot. There's a lot of guys who, again, like, late day three, I think there's going to be some interesting priority free agent tackles. Or linemen, yeah, no. in, linemen in general, because all these tackles are actually guards, as you just said. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're comboing. Who's your other sleeper and or super sleeper? So he was invited to the combine. So this is he's your sleeper. A, he's a smaller school guy, and I'm higher on him than I am on Scott France. So, so yeah, he's I don't know why you're confused about which was which. Seems pretty clear. Because he's a little more low key. It's it's Cameron Clark from Charlotte. See, I think it would depend who you're talking to. I think, um, I think there's a bit of a Cameron Clark hype. I like this pick though. I, uh, he he's interesting. I'm okay. I. This this he's he, this might be I might be too high on him. He's Uh-oh. might just be looking at the at the pure positives. I have him as a mid to late fifth round guy. I know that's kind of crazy. No, he's six no, four. no, 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 no. I okay. I've seen. I, I feel like I might 
skewer the internet to steal content more frequently than you? <laughs> like, like, what did Bucky say today? Don't sleep on Chase Young, everybody. Um, <clears throat> I'm just repurposing content again. But no, there's some people like Cameron Clark, uh, top 200. Like, I don't think that's ridiculous at all. Okay. 64308, obviously from Charlotte. 34-inch arms, checks that box. Did not test very well. Uh, but I, I think that his... Because he's a short, guard. He might be a guard, too. <laughs> no, I'm just... I, I keep him right at a uh, right tackle. Um, because I have to say that. <laughs> but I, if he didn't test very well, but I think his short area quickness is better than he tested. Like, like not, not legit, but just I'm just trying to point that out. Um, man, he plays with some big-time nasty, though. He always plays through the whistle. You throw on that Clemson game, he put, like, <laughs> eight Clemson defenders in the dirt, which is fucking legit for a guy from Charlotte. And that's, like, pure upper body strength. Um, maybe that's a common theme for me. Usually I like a lower body guy, but I, apparently in this class I like the upper body strength guys. Tossing people. I think he's <laughs> he's a smart player for uh, for a later-round guy. Good anchor. Works the second level really well. Um, another guy. His hands are really good for a late-round guy. If he gets on you, he, he can control you. And uh, I... I think there's a developmental potential there, not like anything big time, but uh, a potential starter in the making down the road. Charlotte coaching up mean offensive linemen. We got uh, Nate Davis last year. Was it Nate Davis? True. Yeah. Yeah, Nate Davis. Yeah. He, Go 49ers. Uh, with his frog stance. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. Both of them were pretty fucking mean. And uh, obviously, Benny LeMay is the toughest running back in the history of football. It's true. I love that. It's a great football team. Uh, okay, I've got. I'm gonna put two guys at sleeper because I couldn't decide. Uh, Terrence Steele from Texas Tech and Hakeem Adeniji from Kansas. Um, now, Adeniji might be a guard. He lacks some length, but he's a really, really underrated athlete. Uh, and and um, just I, th- I think p- potential move to right guard with his athleticism. He's really interesting there. Uh, needs his flaws kind of come down to. Uh, his uh, pass sets in, at playing tackle and his footwork's kind of all over the place. He could play a little high, but I think you kick him into guard and there's an interesting guy there. And then with Terrence Steele, he had a weird senior bowl where he mm-hmm. he won reps big, but he lost reps big, so it was kind of up in the air. But I think his length and his footwork in pass protection is an interesting swing tackle option to me on day three. Rob. Two great picks. Let's talk about uh, Adenogy first. We I'm just, pretty high on We him. just love the Big 12, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, I actually have an early fifth-round grade on Adenogy. I, I definitely could. Hey, I definitely could see him flipping inside, though, but I, I'm going to stop saying that, and let's talk tackles. Um, I <laughs> He might be more suited at guard, though, for sure. I I think there's a lot to work with, and like you said, um, above average, like really solid uh, testing, Got kind of... Kind of, kind of slept on. And going, like you said, with Terrence Steele, he had a weird senior bowl, but Adenogy had a quietly strong senior bowl. And he's a guy that's just really stout. He's really strong. Um, hands are pretty good. Like, they drop a bit in the run game. He ends up bodying at times. Uh, but I think he keeps pretty good leverage. His feet are okay, like you said, a little sloppy. But another guy that plays with a bit of an edge that I, I like a lot. Um, I think there's something to build on. Again, he's not going to be uh, starting off for you week one, but uh, get him in there and uh, develop him a bit. I like that. J- uh, can I jump to Terrence Steele? So I don't want to talk yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Terrence Steele, uh, you mentioned the senior bowl. Yeah, during practice, I, I he stood out to me. I liked him a lot. And then he got dominated in the game. 
But, but like you said, that 85-inch wingspan, uh, that's huge. He's 6'6", 312, uh, the 35-inch arms. Uh, I, I think he's, yeah, he's definitely a potential swing tackle. I thought I was going to like him more when I threw on the tape. Like, he, he plays a bit high. gets overpowered at times, which he shouldn't. gets knocked off. But his hands aren't the worst. His feet are okay. He struggles with the mirror sometimes. But he's another guy. If he gets you locked in, he's going to win with that length. Um, so, yeah, I got him in the sixth round. I think he's definitely another guy that uh, developmental potential. And then my super sleeper is a guy who wasn't even a starter, but he could have started at most Power 5 schools, Brady Aiello from Oregon. Um, I, knew, I knew you were going to pick him. I don't know why I love him so much. But, yeah, he played everything but center at Oregon. Uh, that's a priority free agent I'd be interested in just because of the versatility to play all over the offensive line. Good size, mean in the run game. Um, he's a practice squad guy for sure. Like He's not a guy who I think is going to make a 53. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I just think there's something there. Um, and I, I love versatility on the offensive line when you're talking priority free agents. Like just The more yeah. you can do, the more interest I am in you. So. Uh, yeah, a couple a couple of these guys got bumped up to draftable grades for me because of their versatility. Yeah, no, it's uh, my favorite thing is a guy who's played every position on the offensive line in college. It's it's rare to find that guy, but like Dalton Reisner was that last year. It's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, who's your wild card? Uh, I kind of have two here, but I'll uh, I'll stick with the the first one alphabetically. <laughs> I went with Austin Jackson just because his stock seems to be all over the place right now. We see people have first-round grades on him, uh, people mocking him to be a first-round guy. He's another – like, I, I have a bit of a cluster in the late second. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, a, he's a bit behind Pert and Niang for me, but that's where I got him. And then he went to the combine, uh, tested extremely well, so that that's going to help his stock a lot. But, again, I don't see that guy that you draft in the 20s. But he's also – he's so young. I don't know. Am I selling myself? No, not really. But he's, he's only going to be 21 when the season starts. You definitely see the potential. You see the reason why maybe in any other class I wouldn't put up much of a fuss if he got drafted there. Is that fair? Yeah, I think he's a guy who should have gone back to school because I think there's a lot he can do for himself. The tools are all there. It's yeah. exciting to see that size with that athleticism. And he's so young, like you mentioned. But I think there's a lot of flaws technique-wise, and I think he just needs to add a lot of strength. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, who's your Who's your uh, wild card? My guy who has been one of my guys for like three years, Prince Tigo Inoga. He, uh, a guy who we didn't get to see at the Senior Bowl because injury. We didn't get to see at the um, Combine because of the injury. And then obviously Pro Days got canceled. And he's a guy who started on the uh, Auburn at, at left tackle and, and I think mm-hmm. a little bit of right tackle uh, for like three years at Auburn. And he then, he came measured he was a little smaller uh arm length wise than you'd hope but i still i can't every time i watch his tape i'm like yeah i know you're too high on him rob and then i watch it it's like trust your eyes rob you you see something here he i love his athleticism i think he's he's ready to impact in the run game Uh, i've got some worries about his pass protection he plays a little bit high uh, his footwork could be a little inconsistent. Uh, his hand use could be a little inconsistent, but I, there's something here, Rob. And I, uh, so yeah, he's been just one of those guys you've seen, you've watched him for three years now, and you've seen so much of him, and you don't know what to do, and that's where I'm at. How high are you on him? He's in my top ten. 
Oh, <laughs> when you first said that, I thought you meant on the board. Like, just in, like, which round would you uh, do you have him in? Third round. Oh, I'm really I'm higher on him than you are. It's maybe, tough. To, maybe... It's tough to get a high grade from uh, me, unlike you. Just show yeah, up. I... Just show up, and you're getting uh, a high grade from AJ. Like I, I don't have that many second round grades, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I have I think twenty first round grades and like ten second round grades. Okay, I, I see. I, he's in that cluster for me. Um, hold on, where I have him in the second round. He's in that like late second cluster for me. I uh, you'll you'll see where I have him in my picks. But those like uh, my tackle ten to six are pretty close. Um, but he's up there. I like I like him a lot. I. I think he's he's strong. He's stout. Like he, like he moves well. Um, he's not you know not a great athlete, but he gets to the second level really well. Um, like he, like you said, the feet can get sloppy, but they're pretty quick. Uh, I think the base can his uh, yeah. Like you're right. There's just a lot to build on. It's it's a little inconsistent, but he's he's a really good football player. Like he handles both pe- uh, power rushers and speed rushers well. Uh, like like you said, hands are a little inconsistent, but he's always fighting to keep them inside. I like that. Can generate uh, push in the wrong game. I, I like him. I uh, I think he's another guy that's a second round guy for me. And he uh, he's just a guy you really wish you could have seen test because I think he would have tested really well. And that yeah, I don't know. It just helped himself. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. He he's a guy who could fall to, to day three, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, that's fair. Like, I, I'm sure guys I have behind him will go over him. But, yeah. Um, maybe, yeah, like maybe four or five guys, to be honest. But I uh, I like him a lot. Best bet? Jedrick Wills. Yeah, I don't think there's really any argument. Uh, like we said, we gushed about him earlier. You plug and play him, he's going to dominate for 10 years. He's the, he's the definition of plug and play him and forget about it for 10 years that's like one of my favorite overused sayings and it's it's actually rare that it applies but like zach martin they said that a bit a lot and i feel a similar way with jedrick wills fair enough yeah i i do too okay you want to hit us with your uh 10 to 6 offensive tackle let's do it number 10 for me from boise state ezra cleveland finish your drink oh really i'm surprised i have an early third round grade on him i i like him he's just a like a slight step behind the next uh, four guys for me. Let's get into them. Ninth for me is Austin Jackson from USC. Finish your drink. What the fuck? I'm surprised. Why are we always on the same page? <laughs> Late second round grade for me. Uh, eighth for me is Matt Pert from UConn. Don't finish Late, your drink. Don't finish your drink or finish your drink? Don't. Okay. Late second round guy. Uh, Lucas Niang is number seven for me from DCU. Late second. And at six, I've got Prince Tega Winogo at uh, another late second round guy at number six. Okay, so we have the same five guys, different order. Ten for me, Ezra Cleveland, Boise State. Seventy-one on my board, Jake Matthews, Pro Comp. Nine, Austin Jackson, sixty-fifth on my board, DJ Humphreys, Pro Comp. Eight, Lucas Yang, sixty-fourth on my board, Marcus Gilbert, Pro Comp. Seven Prince Tigo Winoga of Auburn, sixty-first on my board. Jamal Brown Pro Comp. I feel good about Sick. that one. Uh, and then six Matt Pert of UConn, fifty-ninth on my board with a Brandon Albert Pro Comp. So, so you you have the grouping pretty close too. Yeah, it. Uh, my top four are tackles are like 
very top four. Then my fifth guy is a, a little bit on his own. And then this kind of grouping. I have Isaiah Wilson at 11. He's quite close. Uh, I went back and forth in my head on that. Like, uh, Actually, I'm interested. Who's your... Are you able to hit me with your 11 to 15? Oh, yeah. I got it. Uh, 11 for me is Isaiah Wilson, too. Finish your drink. I got a mid to late third round grade on him. Uh, 12 for me is Sadiq Charles, which guy, I'm kind of glad Same. you asked. I, want, I wanted, Yeah, funny. I wanted to talk about him. Uh, late third round grade. 13 for me is Ben Barch. Okay. Also got a late third round grade on him. Uh, 14 is Jack Driscoll, and 15 is Hakeem Adenogy. Case. So, like, there's, there's a... There's a bit of a drop, a pretty big drop from Barch to Driscoll, and then another drop from Driscoll to Denigy. So I also, yeah, Isaiah Wilson 11, Sadiq Charles 12, Jack Driscoll 13, um, then Ben Barch 14, and my laptop's really slow. <laughs> oh, Terrence, Let me guess. Terrence Steele. Okay, I, I'm, I like that you're high on Terrence Steele. Maybe it's a guy I want to go back because I, I don't know. I want to like him a lot. I know we already talked about. I want to like him a lot, but I don't know. There's just just some too many flaws in the in the game for me. Yeah. Um. Of this group, I think although, I think the, the you know the kind of how I mentioned earlier with the Lucas Niang thing. I think it's because he's just a really safe prospect. Like I don't think he has a super high ceiling, but I think mm-hmm. he he can plug and play a right tackle, and. Like he's not going to be a Pro Bowl guy, but he's not going to be an issue on your offensive line. So I think that's yeah. kind of where that's at for him. No, I agree. And like, like good size, six six, three fifteen. He checks the arm box at thirty four. Yeah, I think he's just a right tackle. He's just very like like my notes are like he's just really solid, really reliable. You throw him in a right tackle, you feel good about him. Um, at, at, when he played through the hip injury in the Texas game, I believe, and it kind of shows up, especially as you get later in the game. Um, so like you see that, but you, you, you got to throw that out, right? Um, but yeah, I think his feet are clean, quiet, keeps him underneath him. He's got a good base. He's pr- pretty balanced. Pushes in the run game. Like again, I, he's not a flashy guy. He's not a special guy. Um, but yeah, I, I th- think he's a safe late round two guy that you plug and play at right tackle. And then uh, just talking a little bit more with Austin Jackson, I get the upside and that could be why he goes in the first round i'm just so not there with him um like again he's not even a top 50 guy for me mm-hmm. i see the flashes of what he could be it's just he's so far off from being there and the lack of strength really worries me um i i love the movement skills and the potential as a pass protector but he also still plays too high he's not violent yeah. enough with his hands you can he you can kind of bull rush through him at times. His anchor needs to get stronger. You're really just drafting. Like he's a bit of a like he's not a guy I would want to be playing starting like plugging playing as my left tackle. Uh no, absolutely not. You're, you're drafting six five three twenty two, thirty four inch arms, uh, great athlete, and he's twenty one years old, and he's got some big upside on tape. Like that that's where you're taking. I I would not take that in the first round. As I already said, I wouldn't start on week one. Um, you kind of hit all the all the knocks on him, and there's even like, like I don't think his hands are great. He needs to improve that. Um, like like you said, his punch isn't the best. Uh, but then like he's built so well, he moves so well. He needs to get stronger, especially in the run game too. Like like he relies on his athleticism a lot, uh, but but not his strength. Like he needs to improve that. It's like he he flashes a bit of of everything, but 
Uh, you know he's not even close to a finished product. Luckily, he's he is only going to be 21. And then, like, sometimes he just has a fucking straight-up whiff, which I never like to see. But Yeah, the Iowa game. Yeah, yeah, it was the Iowa game. But, I mean, th- that's a hell of a test against Epineza, but, yeah. Um, and then Ezra Cleveland, he's mm-hmm. strange. Obviously, he's a really great athlete just based off his combine. Um, yeah. But he does lack length. I wonder if the athleticism, for, in the NFL's eyes, the athleticism over, like, over, like, they, they'll keep him at tackle because of that, or if the length will push him into guard. I think he's. Question. I think he's better built to be a tackle anyway, because I think he needs to get stronger. Um, I like him a lot in pass protection. I think he's really technically sound. Uh, he's got a really strong base. Yeah. But again, comes back to length questions in pass pro. Uh, he can get too high sometimes. Yep. I think that's kind of like the the way to beat him in um, in pass rush is power right through his chest. Uh, yeah, and, and he'll get too high, and he doesn't have the length to make up for certain things. Uh, and yeah, I wish he'd be a little more aggressive in the run game and more more of a like again coming back to the the bend thing. Uh, he needs to play with better leverage and and generate more power at the point uh, as a run blocker. No, I, I feel like exactly the same. But like, like you kind of alluded to, like there's holes in his game if he was a guard. There's holes in his game if he was a tackle. So I think give him the shot at tackle first and uh, let it work itself out naturally. Um, I feel like like all the holes he pointed out, I, I agree with. Um, was I, I was gonna like yeah. Then you see like obviously he's a great athlete and it shows up on tape. And like you said, he's clean in the pass pro. Definitely plays too high and like I think he's a guy that uh, ends up on the ground a bit too often. Which mm, as I that's said. A good point. Something that always knocks, and that just shows like a guy that's not playing fully balanced, and that's that could be a big issue at guard. I mean, it is an issue either way. Um, I like him. Uh, I, I like again in in any other class, the, the, he could sneak up to the early second. But like I, one I of don't these, see... one, one of these guys is gonna sneak into the back end of the first round. It's just a feeling I have. Uh... It it could be Cleveland. It could be Jackson. Um, I, th- I think if I were to bet, it's it's one of those two. Yeah. Matt Pert's the guy I want on my team on day two. Okay, hit us with your five to one. Me too. Uh, sorry, I'm just opening files. Six. Five to one. <laughs> Number five. I don't know. I could do this off the top of my head, but I still got to see it. Number five, out of the Houston, <laughs> Josh Jones. I have him as a mid, mid-second. Finish your drink. Mid-second round guy. Uh, and then we take the big jump to the top four boys, which I think is the most fun part of this. I, I think you could put these guys in a lot of different orders. Um, I feel good about mine, though. Okay. Four, I have Number four, I have Becton. Top 15 guy. I think we're going to agree, which is not good. Uh, <laughs> number three, I want to talk about him because he doesn't get talked about enough, and I love him. Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Drink. Top 15 guy. We already know we agree. Number two is Tristan Werbs from Reef from Iowa. Top, <laughs> top 10. Stop. Number one, Dredrick Wills. Finish top 10, drink. finish your drink. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, five for me, Josh Jones, 51st on my board. Eugene Monroe comp. Four, Makai Becton. Uh, 15th on my board, so big jump there. Bryant Mountain McKinney comp. Three, Andrew Thomas. 14th on my board, Dwayne Brown comp. Two, Tristan Werbs. Sixth on my board, Trent Williams comp. And one, Jedrick Wills. Fourth on my board with a Jason Peters comp. 
So we we actually agree even a little more because uh, Thomas and Becton are tight for me, and then there's a little bit of a jump, not a lot, but uh, Tawarfs and Wills who are really tight for me as well. Okay, we haven't mentioned Josh Jones much. Let's uh, let's do a little bit of him first. I think if he he makes sense as the guy who does get overdrafted in the first round as the fifth tackle, which mm-hmm. is what we've been seeing because of what he offers in pass protection. His footwork is is uh, very clean. He's just he's he's pro ready as a pass protector. My issues with him come in the run game. Uh, I think although his testing numbers weren't like magnificent or anything, he is a good athlete in short area, uh, yeah. and that shows up both in pass protection and when he works uh, working in the run game. I I think he's just going to be a really solid starting left tackle. Um, I don't know that his upside's super super high, but he's just. Like, I, I liked Andre Dillard a lot more, to be honest, last year. If similar uh, idea, I guess, just in terms of their pass protection ability and their footwork. Um, but, yeah. What are your thoughts on him? No, I feel, like, very similar. I, I think I have Jones a bit higher than I had on Dillard. But, uh, like, where do you think Jones is going to go? Like, I, I think he sneaks into the first round. He's not going to um, pass the Dolphins at 26, I don't think. Yeah, that feels about right. Um, all your positives on him. I feel the same way. Like like he had like a forty four percent spark, but he, he's he's better athlete than that, especially short area. Like he gets out of a stance really quick. Um but like uh works the second level, always finds blocks, sustains those blocks. I like that. He's good at he's good in space. Even in the run game, like he could get stronger and improve his like play strength, but uh like he's a good down blocker, which I know it's not something that's that's hard to do really, but I still like to see it, um, especially for a guy that's more of a pass pro. Um, like, I agree with like everything you said in the pass protection game. I do think that like he, he bends at his knees well, but he can come up a little high, and that gets him into trouble sometimes. I uh, I feel like I feel like comfortable with him as a mid second round guy, but yeah, I, I think he definitely gets into the twenties. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk Andrew Thomas because, like you said, we haven't mentioned him. We've mentioned the other three clear top four tackles. Uh, with Andrew Thomas, he's being slept on a little bit, I think, just because of how pro-ready Wills is, how freaking athlete Wirfs is, and how we've just not seen something like Bukai Becton. Yeah. Uh, Thomas is more of just the prototype left tackle. Really long yeah. arms, um, really I, 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 really clean feet. Um Plays with good leverage, uses his length really well, heavy hand, strong anchor, uh, good athlete. Like, there's not really – he's really safe to me. I 100% agree. Like, like the feet are – like, going back to the feet quickly, uh, they're, they're they're solid, they're clean. Not the absolute fastest. Like, I think it's a little inconsistent at times. Because, like, sometimes with he struggles with speed. But then you throw on the, ga- uh, the, the championship game against Chase on, and, like, he did a really nice job against him. Um – like yeah, not the greatest athlete, but slightly above average. He works well to the second level. I think he's strong. Um, going back, going back to his feet. Actually, sorry, quick. He resets them really well. He's a good recovery player, which he's I always really technically. For. He's technically sound. Yeah, um, and I think he's strong enough. Like he creates a lot of movement in the running game. Like you said, like I, uh, I think he's really clean, and I. It's yeah. It almost just kind of sucks that he keeps getting forgotten. But whatever team lands him, and especially if he slips a bit. At the same uh, okay. time, like he's still gonna be a top fifteen pick. There's no way he falls out of that. 
Like I've even I, I was reading this because uh, I repurpose um, content for our show. I was reading uh, an article in the Athletic, and it was uh, Bob McGinn talking to a bunch of different scouts, and they're kind of one of the quotes on Andrew Thomas was like, um, or no, it was actually it was it was still Bob McGinn, but it was he had a GM do a top ten mock, which was kind of cool, and, and that GM said the Giants taking Andrew Thomas. So maybe the NFL views it a little different and the draft Twitter and like media, big media is kind of just mesmerized by these other three guys because like I said, they all have something that really stands out and Andrew Thomas is just safe, classic prototype left tackle. So I maybe that's why he's being slept on, but like if he falls to fourteen in the Buccaneers, I think they would run to the podium, especially now that they're in win now mode with Brady. I one hundred percent agree. Cause he, again, like we keep saying he's so clean you plug him in at left tackle. And, like, it feels like everyone's forgetting that he has 36-inch arms. Yeah. Like, that's – like, he, he's 6'5", 315 with 36-inch arms. Like, that's prototype left tackle size. If, if the Jets pass on him, he's – he's and he falls to the Buccaneers, that's going to be crazy. I uh, Yeah, like, I'd be upset if I were a probably a Browns fan, a Jets, or uh, – there's no way the Bucks pass on one of these No, in, in, in my statement here, I'm assuming the Browns take one of the other three tackles. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying if those three teams don't come away, sorry, they might not come away. But if one if those three teams pass on one of these four, um, I I'd be really pissed. Well, I think we both think the Giants are taking one of these four at four. Yeah. Then we think the Cardinals are taking one of them at eight. Uh, yeah. And then previously believed the Browns would take one at ten. I still think that, and the Jets at eleven. But then they lost Robbie Anderson today and. Maybe, although with Joe Douglas in charge, I still believe they will go offensive line over pass catcher. But that's definitely more of more seeable now that they would take a CD Lamb, let's say, over um, Andrew Thomas. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like for the sake of the fan bases, like uh, I hope that those four teams and some of the Bucks come away with <laughs> with one of these guys. Well, the hey Trent Williams is uh, on the market. That'd be cool if the Bucks got him. That would be. That would be. Um, apparently, like he's asking for a lot of money, which is holding this back. But yeah, yeah. But when has Jason Light been stopped by money before? <laughs> There's no stopping Jason Light. I don't know how that man survived the Jameis Winston era and ended up with Tom Brady. Me neither. Like he might be invincible. That's, that's kind of thing too. There's some GMs who just like it seems like they can live through anything. Ham, Ryan Pace come to mind. But uh, anyway. <laughs> That's Tackle Talk with Rob and AJ, which means we get interior offensive line talk later in the week, and we'll uh, we'll begin kind of taking a look at some uh, NFL division draft previews, I think, starting with alphabetically the AFC East. That Patriots uh, mock is going to be interesting. Trade, trade the 23rd overall pick for Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Anyway, uh, enjoy uh, watching Super Bowl reruns on NFL Network. And uh, sorry about Pokemon talk last week. I don't know what to say. I'm I'm ashamed. <laughs>